Blessings, everybody. It's me, Essence, and I'm back for another episode or yeah, with another episode of Bible Study. If you are new to Bible Study and you don't know what I'm talking about, Bible Study is a podcast and YouTube channel where I am dispelling the myth that the Bible is boring because it is far from boring. And I am spilling the tea on the word of God. I am letting you know what the word is talking about, okay? Because it is far from boring. And not only is it very interesting, but it's also applicable to our everyday lives. So what we do is we dive into this word, we talk about it, whatever it is, and we go from there. One thing that I do want to share is when you're reading the word of God or when you're listening to podcasts or listening to people or teachers or um, people who are studying the word and sharing what they got from it, or if you're going to church and listening to your pastor, you still need to read the word for yourself. So regardless of what anyone tells you, you need to have your own relationship with God. So I always recommend any person, I don't care who's the preacher, who's the teacher, who is the individual. Even if I tell you it, you need to know what the word says for yourself. That's why it's important to open that Bible or open that Bible app and see what God is revealing to you. And it doesn't, um, you know, and before going in, what I like to do is I like to pray and be like, God, you know, as I'm reading your word, please reveal truth to me. Allow me to understand what you're telling me. Help me to get new revelation from it and help it make sense and um, help me to apply it to everyday life. So that's just like some of the things that I say. Um, But, you know, use your time, talk to God, ask him to reveal truth to you, be led by Holy Spirit, and God will give you revelation. He will tell you what his word is saying and what it means if you go in with, um, you know, like with a desire to grow closer to God and know what he's talking about. So I just want to put that out there first. Um, there's plenty of episodes of of Bible study, so I recommend you go if you haven't already and look at the previous episodes. See what's up, see what we're talking about, see what we're covering. We've been in the book of Genesis, and now we are going to start in Genesis 21. We are still um, talking about Abraham and his situation with his wife Sarah and Isaac, their child. And so, leading up to this point. I believe that everything that we've gone over, which is pretty much all of Genesis, most of Genesis, it is showing how God, he makes provisions and he is a way maker and he always comes through and he keeps his promises. Like God is so consistent and that's not different from then to now. He's that same God. So he's the same yesterday, today and and forevermore. And so if you're going to trust somebody, you should trust God. If you're going to, you know, out of everybody in the world, he's more trustworthy than the most trustworthy person that you know. So give him a chance if you haven't yet and you will not be let down. Now, serving God and following his word and listening to what he's talking about, it doesn't mean that your life's going to be perfect and there's not going to be hard times because that still happens. But he equips us with the tools. He equips us with peace and joy, a peace that surpasses all understanding so that we're in the midst when we are in the midst of trials and troubles and problems, etc. He has us. He makes sure that we can get through. We we still we can still feel our feelings, you know. We still be feeling how we feel. We still feel like, "Man, I don't want to experience this. Man, what's this? Why am I going through this?" But ultimately, God is always with us, so we don't have to worry about it. Um we really just need to trust him and have faith in his promises and know that everything he says will come to pass. Okay. I've been on my little tangent. And so today we are talking about what well, we're going to be in Genesis 21. It's very short verses one through seven. Before I get started, let me tell you about what happened. So I'm over here ready to do our Bible study session. You know, I have been 
messing with my computer and all this stuff for over an hour and a half trying to do this. And I was like, Lord, the enemy does not want me to listen. I know 2024 has not been here all that long. Like I um, record these episodes like uh, before you watch them, but I mean, it's still like the second week, first week of January um, that it actually is in my life that I'm recording this. And like, What's crazy to me is how the enemy is acting up. Now, I know this is a year to me. I believe that this is a year of promise. Like stuff is about to come to fruition. And the enemy, I believe, is not happy about it. I'm just sharing a little bit about what I'm going through. I don't think he's happy about it. I believe he knows. And so he's ready to like really mess with people and try to make things hard. But just hold to God's word, hold to any promises that he told you, hold to anything that he said is going to come to pass. If you're talking to God and you hear what he's telling you, then just hold on to that and God will always come through. Abraham's life is a perfect picture of that, exactly what we're going through. So listen to previous episodes, but you don't have to grow weary. You don't have to be tripping out because trials are here. Know that God is with us in the midst of our trials. And as long as we trust him and believe that he will come through for us, he definitely will. It don't always feel good, but it's always in his perfect timing and it's always going to come to pass. Everything's going to work together for the, for good for those who love and serve him. So let's love on him and let's serve our God and let's let him come through for us. Okay. All right. So Genesis 27, one through seven is what we're going through. Super short passage for today. We're not going to be in here long, but before we get started, I'm going to pray. So let's get, let's get this show on the road. Dear most gracious and heavenly father, we thank you so much for allowing us to come before you on today. We thank you for bringing us to this point, blessing us with the air that we breathe, having just life in our body. Father God, you are an awesome God. I pray that you allow me to share this word as you gave it to me and that you continue to lead Holy Spirit guide. Have your way. And I pray that you bless us with revelation, a new revelation, Lord God, new understanding of your word and just Make it make sense for us. Help us to get it, Lord God. Help us to break it down so plainly and so clearly that we apply these, this word to our life and that we really see you in the things that we experience, Father God. We give your name, glory, honor, and praise. And I pray that everything that goes forward is because you're giving it, you're sharing it with us, and you're using me to do so right now. So have your way in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. I forgot to ask how you doing. I hope you're doing all right. Um, I'm doing well. I'm staying focused on God. Each year I try to have a word or something that I'm like, okay, this is the year where I'm going to take action. That was last year. And I feel like I was doing that. And so this year, I believe it's like trust, meaning trust in God and consistency, because I need to stay consistent in the things he told me to do. So just a little bit about me. And again, my name is Essence and I am the person who is hosting Bible Said Tea. So today we are talking about, as I said previously, and I'm saying it again, Genesis 21, one through seven. And if you've never seen Bible Said Tea before, you will see me. We're going to read this word. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to be referencing my notes. It's all good. Okay. So let's start with reading Genesis 21. Since it's so short, I'm going to read all of it. And then we just going to jump right in. Okay. Genesis 21 verses one through seven covers Isaac's birth. So, well, that he's saying that he's born. So, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at that set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, 
Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children for I have bore him a son in my in his old age. Sarah wasn't young either. I mean, she was like in her 90s, but Abraham was 100 and that was worth mentioning because of their age. So there was a lot of things that stood out to me in this. Um, This passage gets me excited in the sense of things that we've been waiting for coming to fruition. If you are not into church lingo and know what fruition is, it's either like, even if you're not into gardening or just don't know what fruition is, it's like when something comes to pass, something's coming, like it's, it's bearing fruit, it's bringing forth life or it's happening. And so this is something that Abraham and Sarah have been waiting like years on top of years on top of years for. It's not like it's just been like a year or two or three or four. Like I'm talking like over a decade. They've been waiting for this child. So God had promised Abraham and Sarah at the time, their names were Abram and Sarai, um, but he changed their names. You can read that in the word or you can go back to a previous episode, but he had promised them that they would have a seed. They would birth a child. Abraham and Sarai, they tried to help God out. And I mean, I've been guilty of that before. God giving me a promise and I'm like, okay, how am I going to make this happen? Which we don't need to do. If you've ever done it before, then you know, we don't need to do that. If God gives us a promise, then know that he's already made provisions. He's already made a way. And when the time is right, it's going to come to pass. But anyways, in this point of the scripture, God is coming through. He is fulfilling, um, you know, it's like the start of a promise, I would say, because like it's a promise that's coming to fruition, but there's so much attached to it. Like it's not just, oh, you'll have a son and you'll and his name will be Isaac and that's it. It's like you'll have a son and he's going to have all these you're going to have all these descendants through him and he's going to they're going to um, possess this land. Like it was just so much. You're going to be blessed. Like it's just a lot that was attached to them having this birthing this child. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like in our lives. It doesn't necessarily have to be you birthing a child. It could be you birthing um, a business that God told you to start or you birthing a vision or a dream that that he told you that would come to pass and like you're you've been patiently waiting or even you tried and you kind of did some things and then you know it wasn't it but it's like finally happening in spite of how the situations were looking in spite of how long you had to wait and I mean I feel that we do that like we are living life and experiencing the things you know that we're experiencing and God's like, this is what's about to go down. And we get so excited at that word. But knowing God, you know, in the moment, it would be great. Like if he said it and it happened like one, two, three, like immediately. But um, I've been noticing in my whole life, that <laughs> that's not usually how it goes. Sometimes it does. And it can because God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But what I've noticed is God be giving us promises and stuff. And then they come to pass when they come to pass. And it doesn't have, it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It could, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something wrong. It just means that God knows what's best. And we have to trust him in spite of the things that we can't see. God can give you a piece of a vision and not show you the whole picture. And you could be excited about that piece, but you don't know the route it takes to get there. You don't know who's going to bless you with it. You don't know when he's bringing it to 
you know, to fruition. And so that's what's happening here. And this is just so exciting because we're seeing the very thing that God had promised come into play, like it's happening now. And so in verse one, when I looked at that, I was like, wow, not only is it something that's coming into play, but God this shows you like God is a promise keeper and God always comes through, right? Because it says in verse one, which we read, but I'm going to read it again. It says, and the Lord visited Sarah, as he said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. It's like saying like, God said it, it happened. God said it would happen this way. And it did like God said he was coming through. He came through. God said he would visit her and he did. And that's what we need to remember is that God always keeps his word. God is not like man where he should lie. There's no benefit in him lying. God is honest. God will like he, like I said before, he is the most trustworthy of all people that you could possibly imagine as trusting. If you trust anybody in this world, any person, any individual, a flawed individual, because none of us are perfect. Um, if you trust anybody, know that God is more trustworthy than your most trustworthy person that, that you believe you can, you know, rely on. So he was just, so in this word, in verse, in the very first verse of um, it talking about Isaac being born, he, they come, they're letting you know, like God said it didn't happen. And that's how we need to have, that's the kind of faith we need to have. That's the kind of trust we need to have in God is that when he says it, it's going to come to pass. Just because you haven't seen it happen yet does not mean it's not happening. It's going to happen. If God promised you anything, it is going to happen, period. Okay, then it just keeps us in alignment with us knowing who he is and that he always comes through and God is not a respecter of persons. So if he did it for Sarah and Abraham, he could do whatever it is for you and me. I'm claiming that, but God doesn't lie. So he keeps all of his promises. He never goes back on his word. He is the most trustworthy. So also in verse two, um, the promise that they've been waiting on for so long. And I said that it's finally arrived. Like, I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know what you're trusting God for, but it is coming. And for it to finally arise, arrive, it's just like, whoa, like, this is amazing. This is exciting. This is that thing. Like I've been like, Lord, please, please, please. And I cannot wait for the promises that God has um, made and the things that he shared that will come to pass that haven't come yet. Like I am anticipating, I am waiting i'm hoping and i'm trusting him that they'll that he'll come through but um it finally arrived for them and so the fulfillment of god's promises for you those things they will come to fruition so to wait for something so long like years on top of years like i said and it come to pass like you know they had to be excited you know they had to be like whoa this is what <sighs> he came through like he said he would so it happens exactly as God's saying it's happened. So even though Abraham and Sarah are super seasoned with age, because they make they make you know, like they talk about their age multiple times in here and they talk about how they old, okay? They're super seasoned um, with age. They are in alignment with the plans of God, purpose, God's purpose and the set time that God has put forth. And so um, Abraham, let me see, in verse... Three and Abraham called the name of his son, so he named him Isaac, and he circumcised him as God and him had a covenant before, and Isaac was supposed to do that. Abraham was being obedient to keeping his end of the covenant that him and God made in the covenant. It was like the agreement or the promise that God gave him. They had like some you know 
he needs to make sure that he's circumcising the people, the men in his camp, basically, um, that he cares for and that's under him. And so Abraham, we see him keeping his end of, of the covenant, his end of the promise that he's supposed to do, and God is keeping his. So it's just like, this is what it is. Um, when we have stuff that's going on in our lives, when we have things that um, God's called us to do or he's told us to do, and I've been guilty of this, like procrastinating or being lazy in the sense, like we need to really let that stuff go. We need to repent and turn from those things and be like, Lord, help me to do the things that you've called me to do. I don't want to hinder anything. I know your word is going to come to pass, but I want to be obedient and, and do what you've called me to do, especially in the meantime and just consistently. Like I want to follow your will. I want to do what you told me to do. I want to be obedient to you because I love you and because I trust that you have my best interest at heart. Like God is, he wants the very best for us. Even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes, like he always wants the very best. He loves us more than we could possibly even love ourselves, which is, seems like hard work, right? But um, we should never be discouraged with um, age. Let me jump back because um, how old we are. Cause I know sometimes people use excuses for like, Oh, I don't want to go back to school. That's like a big one. I don't want to go back to school. I'm just so old. I'm like 40 or I don't want to, um, I don't want to start a new career and start here, even though God told me to, cause I have this going on or I'm too young. I can't do that. People won't respect me or it's just so many excuses. And you know, honestly, that's what they are. They're excuses. They're reasons for us not to move forward. What's interesting to me is how God will give us something. And in the moment, we're like, oh, that's great. Like, let's pretend it's a business idea, okay? God will give you like this business idea and you'll be like, oh yes, I, I could do this and that. And this seems fun and I have a desire to do it. And then the next thought after what God placed within us to do, we're over here talking ourselves out of and listing all the reasons why we can't. In that, it's like God gave us the vision or the idea or the dream. He dropped it in our spirit. And then here comes the enemy trying to discourage us or even ourselves trying to discourage us or tell us why we can't, how it doesn't align with a certain timeline, how we're too old or too young or too this or too that to move forward in it. And that can't be the case. We need to know that time is not a factor that we need to be concern ourselves with. Things happen according to God's perfect timing. That's why they keep telling us that Abraham was 100. And keep in mind, um, Sarah was in her 90s is because it doesn't matter like how things look to, to others, how things look logically, right? In a logical mindset, it just don't make sense. It's not adding up. But then when it's like a God set mind, set of mind or God mindset, then you can look at things differently because we serve a God who makes the impossible possible. We serve a God who makes things that don't look like they should be something, something. We serve that God and that God doesn't care about anybody else's thoughts about it. He doesn't care about the naysayers and what the world says should and shouldn't happen. God is on his own timetable. Like he's above all that. He's over there godding, okay? And God doesn't have time for his for those who are are speaking against 
his creation and his plans. Many are the plans in the mind of man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So when you have these plans that are not in alignment with the will of God, or when you're coming up with excuses that are not in alignment with what God's talking about, just know that tr- that trusting God is greater than any excuse that you can come up with. It's a greater thing to trust him because he can make the impossible possible, what we perceive impossible, because honestly, nothing's impossible to our God. So don't worry about a timeline. Trust him anyways. Don't worry about your age. Trust him anyways, whether you're older or younger. And I said 40, that's not old, but I'm saying it because people like we be acting like, I don't want to go back to school. I do this like with me. I'm like, I'm too old for that. I'm too, but I'm really not because I have to remind myself that I'm really not. So if you have a dream, a desire, a goal, a vision, anything that God placed within you, God has, and he's given it to you, then don't talk yourself out of it. Don't naysay your way out of that. Don't discourage yourself from moving forward in a plan that God has for you. That's what the enemy would love. He would love for you to believe that you didn't really hear from God. It's not him. He won't get you through. God will get you to where he wants you to go if you're trusting him. But we have to believe him in spite of. And I talked about this in previous um, podcast episodes, having an in spite of faith, the type of faith that we're trusting God in spite of how our situations look. That's how we need to trust him. Not over here talking ourselves out of things that God's called us to. I want everything that God has for me. And I would hope you want everything that God has for you. Every blessing, every promise, every every dream, every goal, every hope, all those things, all that. I want it all, everything he has for me. And if I'm over here talking myself out of things, making excuses because it doesn't align with my timetable, I will never benefit from all the blessings that he has for me. And those blessings could be, him using me, blessing me to be a blessing to other people. I don't want anybody to miss out on anything that God has for them either. If he's going to use me to do it because I'm over here talking myself out of things. Some let's say somebody watching this is like, I want to go back to school to be a lawyer. I want to go back to school to be a doctor. I want to quit my job and go into full-time ministry. If God told you to do it, trust him and do it. Now I'm not saying go out of alignment with his timing, but I'm saying, don't think that your time, like you ran out of time. If it's something that God is calling you to, then he's going to give you the appropriate time he needs to give you for it to come to pass. If that's what he desires for you, it's in his hands. It's not in ours. We, we get so like, we get so, we allow our thoughts to get so clouded with, we, it gets so distracted with what the world says or what the naysayers say, or, you know, even us like just blocking (laughs) the blessings because we don't have like that mindset. We need to open our minds and just be like, okay, Lord, I need to trust you in a new way. Maybe you need to get in the word and study faith and look at what faith looks like. Look at like God making a way when there was no appearance of a way. God comes through. He always comes through. And I feel like if you look at my previous episodes that I've done on Bible study, even to now, everything is like talking about how God comes through because his word, like as we go through Genesis, everything is in alignment with that. So God is over here saying like, look, it's time. It's about to go down. And guess what? It goes down. He's said, just like I said, I would do. I did. He's like, look, I said, everything I said is coming to pass, but I don't understand why that's not always enough. Sometimes we are so like into what's going on in our lives that 
we don't believe that there's a whole nother realm of possibility. We think that everything is like, it doesn't make sense. Therefore, like, I want to be so optimistic in the blessings of God. You know how like people um, reference them optimism and pessimism and they're looking at like the cup half full or the cup half empty and the person who looks at the cup half empty is focusing on the negative like that's what it represents like they're focusing on there not being enough there's an emptiness where the person who's looking at the cup half full they're like wow there's water in this cup it's half full and it's two different ways to look at it but let's look at god's blessings god's promises god's favor all the things that god has for you and me let's look at those things like a, a half a cup half full situation like i said 2024 has started out and it may appear like things aren't working out how i would want them but i'm trusting and i believe that god had already told me in 2023 that this year would be a good year for me and so i'm gonna hold on to that not what things look like, because I believe that the enemy, he don't want me to be over here believing in the things that God has for me. He doesn't want me. He wants me to try to hinder. He wants me to hinder. He wants to hinder the thing, my mindset when it comes into me trusting God. And I'm not allowing that to go down. So anytime anything arises, I'm working on not speaking those things out, putting those things out in the atmosphere if it's negative or contrary to a fulfillment of God's promise. So, um, for example, if God said for you, and I'm just using random examples, okay? But if God says for you, I want you to go back to school. I want you to be a doctor. And you're like, Lord, I'm 30. I feel like that's too old. You can feel whatever you want, but if God said that, maybe he has somebody for you to, through their experience with you, they may come to Christ. They may, maybe you've healed their body in a way, a miraculous work, anything. We don't know what God's doing, but we need to give God room to be God. And so if we trust him, we're like moving out of the way. When we're stepping out in faith and doing what he called us to do, it's like, we're, we're like, okay, God, I believe you. Let me move out of the way. Let me do what you told me to do and move out of the way. One of these, one, um, someone that I really care about and love, um, she's a friend of mine. She told me one day when I was like, man, you know, I just feel like God gave me all these things to do. And I don't even know how to move forward trying to do it in my own power, clearly. Right. And she gave me this analogy and I was like, wow, it just really opened my eyes. It was like, I believe this is what she told me. I believe God gives us these assignments, like these tasks, et cetera, action items, whatever. And it's like, we're standing in line and he's like handing it out. And once you do it, you just go to something else. Cause at the time I was getting overwhelmed with a lot of things. And I was like, well, it's just too much. I don't even know where to begin. So I'm not doing anything. And I was procrastinating. And when she said, I was like, wow, just do what he told me to do now. Don't worry about how, if, when, just Focus on what he told you to do in the moment. And then when you do that, go back and say, Lord, what next? Lord, what you got for me now? And God will continue to give it to you. One time I was in prayer and I was like, I'm praying like, Lord, what should I do? Because that's what I'll be doing. I'm like, Lord, I want to be in alignment with your will. I don't want to be outside of your will. I want to be pleasing to you. So what should I be doing? And he was like, this is what dropped in my spirit when I was praying. It was like, continue to do what I told you to do. And when it's time for you to do something different, I'll let you know. And I was like, Ooh, like it was so deep, but it's like so simple at the same time. God just be doing that. Right. He just be dropping that knowledge and letting you know, like, it's not like it's don't over 
overanalyze everything essence and some of y'all probably be overanalyzing too but what this passage showed me is that when you stay faithful and you trust God he will come through and the thing is Abraham and Sarah yeah they're always speaking so highly of and they also you always hear about like Ishmael and creating an Ishmael that's creating something trying to help out God when it was never what he intended in the first place because um when they were trying to help God bring his purpose or his plan or his promise to fruition they end up creating an Ishmael. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you should listen to previous episodes or you can go back and read. Um, and I mean, the next passage that we're going to go over in the next episode, we're going to talk about Hagar and Ishmael and what happens with them. But it just shows you how it's why it's important to be in alignment with God's word and to just trust that he will come through. God does it. He does it all the time. He did it for Abraham and Sarah in spite of them trying to go ahead of God and bring forth his promise for him. Even though they did that, he still kept his promise because he don't be lying and he still came through. That's amazing. And that's why we need to make sure that we're trusting God. And if you don't, or if you're falling short in that area, or if you're like, Lord, I really don't see how it's happening. We don't need the details. I want to. I always want the details. I want to know how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, what's about to happen to get to that point. But God doesn't have to share anything like that with us. And sometimes we don't know what's happening in the background, but we have to trust God anyway. So all that to say, if you have a dream, a desire, a goal, a vision, whatever, trust God. If he gave it to you, stand on his word and believe that he will come through. God keeps his promises. If God says, wait, wait. If God says go, go. If God says not right now, it is what it is. Trust him. He knows best. So trust God before all others, before this world, before logic and reason, trust God, remove all excuses and be willing to lay your own plans aside if needed, trusting that he will, that he knows best and he's going to come through. Abraham named his son, Isaac. He did his thing to fulfill, you know, um, his part of the covenant on the eighth date, like we talked about. And then we know that Abraham was older. So age is not an issue. Let God's timing be what it is. Okay. God knows the perfect timing for anything, for anything to come to pass, for anything you've been just trusting God for waiting on. Trust God. He's going to come through. So lastly, Sarah even laughed on how everything came to pass because she knew this does this like defies science. This defies logic. Like this is unheard of. And when people hear about it, they're going to laugh too, just like she laughed because this is like unbelievable. But that's what God does. He makes the unbelievable believable. And because she was like, even in, in this old age of my husband, she's not even referencing her own age, but whatever. But in the old age of her husband, she was able to nurse and she was able to give him a son in her 90s, something that she's always wanted. And the disbelief would be so real. And that's why she was like, wow. And that's why it says, who would have said to Abraham and Sarah, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? She said, for I have borne him a son in his old age. God did this for Abraham and Sarah and know that he can make this, the perceived impossible possible for you. He can do it for us. God's purpose will stand. He will come through. So be patient and trust in his set time his purpose, his promise, his plans, because they will come to pass. Just trust and believe God over everything. This has been another episode. 
of Bible study. I hope you got something from it. I know it was short, but I mean, I feel it was rich. God is God. He always be coming through. He does what he does and we have to trust him. We have to move our personal thoughts out of the way if they're not in alignment. Anything that's out of alignment, we need to be like, God, take it away. God, anything that's causing me to not believe you and to get distracted and not move forward in the things you've called me to, help me to focus on you. And so that's been another episode of Bible study next week. We are going to be talking about Genesis 21, 8 through 21. And you can go ahead and read it if you want in advance, because we should be reading our Bible, right? Or looking at our, on the Bible app, however you, you can listen to it. Um, so Thank you so much for tuning in. My ask is if you were feeling the podcast somewhat, I ask that you like, subscribe, share, comment, either or any, all, I don't care. It's just great for support. Um, if you know, subscribe and then share it. I think I said all that. So I said it again. It's all good, but you guys stay blessed. Oh, and hit the notification bell. So then when a new episode is released, you'll be notified. You guys stay blessed. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope I you tune in next week. I will talk to you soon. And that's been another episode of Bible study.